The following program is an AUFans.com production. War Eagle. Mid-afternoon, November 14th, at a nuclear power plant near you. Hey, George, take a look at this. Chord number three looks a little funny. Oh, yeah, that's the Auburn Reaction Core. Hmm, the readings are way off the chart. The temperature. Oh, the temperature's rising. Oh, the temperature's rising. This is, oh, this is terrible. Oh, man, that's bad. Yeah, real bad. We'd better make a phone call right now. Oh, no time for that. We're about to have a meltdown. Oh, not a meltdown on my shift. We're not having I a... I can't me- believe we're oh. having a meltdown. Reactor explosion uncertainty. Emergency preemption protocol initiated. This facility will self-destruct in two minutes. Open the Idaho Vandal's retardant valve. What? That won't work. It's just not strong enough. This Malzahn meltdown is gargantuan. It's it's epic. Yeah, it's, it's, it's biblical. Well, the only other option is the Alabama Reservoir. It's all we've got left. It's got to work. We don't want to die when the tide comes in. Warning. Meltdown imminent. Avoid fair-weather Auburn fans at all costs. Repeat. Avoid fair-weather Auburn fans. This is Talking Tigers Football with Stan and Jay. To the 40, to the 30, taillights, touchdown, Auburn! Wow, they're not going to keep him off the field tonight! Holy cow! It's a little bit like a punch in the gut. Oh, yeah. Uh, what are we talking about? And now, Talking Tigers Football. Here are your hosts, Stan Stevens and Jay Webb. And I am your host, Stan Stevens. I'm your other host, Jay Webb, and you're listening to Talking Tigers Football with Stan and Jay. Well, Stan, did you see that game? Well, Jay, unfortunately, I did, and uh, I tell you, it's um, well. This this job this job's getting uh, they're going to have to increase it. Uh, Boss Maxwell's going to have to increase our pay because it's it's tougher by the minute. It is. Uh, in fact, I was uh, looking at a Charles Dickens classic, believe it or not, this week, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, it reminded me of uh, kind of what's going on at Auburn right now. Really? So, so how so? Well, uh, it's it was the best of times uh, yes. just about a week ago against Texas A&M, up yeah. to and including the first half of the Georgia game, and then it is now the worst of times. And what? just like our little intro, Jay, we are Auburn folks are in a <clears throat> meltdown. Yes, they are in a uh, it, what you just said. Sounded a little bit like Arnold when you said that. Yes. Uh, we are in a meltdown. Yes. And what are we going to do? Well, first thing we better do, uh, skipping ahead, Jay, uh, is we better beat Idaho, and it better be a name your score 
type of game. Who's going to win? I don't know. Who is going? Oh, that was that was going to be in Idaho too. Yeah, I don't know. Idaho. I don't. Yeah. Well, Auburn's going to win that game because if if uh, I will make you this promise, folks, if if we don't beat Idaho, I won't be back next week <laughs> as your uh, host co-host so uh idaho is is honestly jace is is not a very good football team they've given up a yeah. lot of points yeah. to a lot of people but getting ahead skipping ahead real uh, real fast back to the georgia game uh, a lot of questions by a lot of people do we have to talk about the georgia yeah game? we got to because it's that's you know it's it's like i didn't see it coming well i know um uh, i can understand you know that coming from you uh it's it's because yeah, most people didn't see that well, here's the thing, Jake. <clears throat> you know, obviously, like I say, we had the Texas A&M game, the best game we've probably played in a couple mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. Um, we come into the Georgia game, much better defense Georgia has, but, you know, they've been str- struggling on offense. And, by the way, Jay, we gave up 200 only, <clears throat> 242 yards total offense uh, to the Dogs Saturday. Uh, wow. Jay, let me just say this. that That is way, way low uh in offensive numbers i mean and what coach muschamp has done uh, really the whole season is because as i've been saying we've improved we really have and getting carl lawson back was huge uh we've got a freshman who's now not playing like a freshman carl uh carlton davis uh this kid's really a good player um and really the whole defense. Uh, a kid Saturday that really stepped up was a, a defensive lineman, Davaro Lawrence. Uh, okay. Was in on a lot of big hits. Uh, and it really looks like the lights finally come on for, for that kid. So a lot of good things with the defense. Uh, you know, we gave up three points, you know, at half. Uh, we, we, you know, we had 10. Uh, we were running the football. Jeremy Johnson started. Uh and and he did have one bad bad overthrow. He had a guy open. He overthrew him, interception. But I mean, he he looked okay. Right. Uh, he's you know he just looked better since he's yeah. come back. Oh, yeah. But uh, I mean, he's still not going to make you forget uh, you know Joe Montana or one of those guys. But you know uh, Tom Brady, you know, Peyton Manning kind of thing. But he he looked better. Yeah. Well, also in the first half, we saw a lot of Javon Robinson. This is that kid that was the number one rated JUCO running back mm-hmm. in the country, mm-hmm. and he finally kind of emerged, uh, you know, really in the Texas A&M game and then the first half. Well, yeah. Jay, I, I don't know what happened. In fact, I think we need to launch a full investigation because something, you know, I don't know if Area 51's involved. I wouldn't completely rule that out, but something <laughs> happened at halftime that really, Jay, has not happened Typically, one of the things you can say about Gus and, and uh, Coach Muschamp, you know, we've made some decent, decent halftime adjustments. Now, nothing's been great offensively this year. Uh, with the, yeah, I won't even say if it was great. I was going to say with the possible exception of A and M, we we played our probably our best offensive game against the Aggies. But I mean, something's been kind of out of sorts all year. Yeah, I think I know what that is, but. But in the first half, again, back we're playing Javon Robinson. Second half, all of a sudden, Javon Robinson gets like four touches the whole second half. Uh, then all of a sudden, we we put Sean Sean White Sean in the White game. Goes back in, okay, and uh, and that was okay for the first series. Um, 
But, Jay, anybody that was watching the game could see that Sean White, well, basically after he went in on that first series of downs, and you could see he couldn't well, – we, and we just immediately started throwing the ball, and, he, and everything was high because he couldn't plant on that – on on his on his left leg is you know, and as he came off the field, Jay, I thought they were going to have to probably maybe bring a stretcher out. I mean, he was hobbling. Wow. Yeah. Well, so I'm thinking, okay, well, you know, I didn't know for sure. Probably looked looked okay, and maybe in the warm ups, that's it. Mm-hmm. Jay, he comes out for like three more straight series where we're basically three and out, and completely lost all momentum in the game. Javon Robinson, like I say now. Here's the thing. Peyton Barber is a solid back, and we talked about yeah. it last week. You yeah, mentioned, yeah. like, one's a bruiser, Peyton, and Javon gives you kind of that home run um, potential there, the yeah. big play potential. Mm-hmm. So I'm not for – you know, I wasn't necessarily upset that Peyton came in and carried a few times. And here's yeah. another thing, Jay. Since since Gus has been substituting so much, it takes away that, that hurry-up portion of the offense. In other words, when you substitute – then the officials have the right to hold the ball till the defense gets to make their substitution. Yeah. Well, for whatever reason, Gus has been substituting just loads of people throughout a drive. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't yeah. like, let's keep Peyton Barber in there because if we put him in then for maybe two or three plays and then pull him and then put Javon, you know, we're going to have to, you know, we're going to have to wait, you know, we can't go fast. Yeah. Because we were substituting people anyway. So, yeah. Um, so there's just so they ask they ask Gus and, and uh, you know I think you know this about me Jay I, you know I've been I'm I'm a I, you know I'm a big Gus supporter I I right. just think I think yeah. he's he's just really a good coach and I don't I just don't look in the short term on anything I mean you know two or three four games a season doesn't necessarily define a, a coach any more than. Again, some of the other coaches we've had, Coach Dye included, that had you know some right. b- bad seasons. Yeah, right. And so, um, but I mean, when they ask us about why Javon Robinson didn't didn't get more touches, mm-hmm. well, Gus said, "Well, we uh, we like to go hurry up. We like to get that first first down. Then we then we go NASCAR. When the, you know, well." I'm okay with that. That doesn't explain to me why Javon Robinson can't be in there when you're trying to get that first first down. Yeah. I I just didn't make any sense. Now yeah, I'm with you. When they yeah. asked Gus, okay, you, you know, it was okay, you played Sean, what why not after you saw how injured he was after that first series, why didn't you basically put Jeremy back in the game? Why did it take four series, more, you know, three more series in addition to see that the kid can't walk? And uh, Gus said, "Well, you know, we had planned ahead of time to to play both of them, and we thought that he was more healthy." Well, I can understand that. When I saw him, Jay, the, after that first series, I knew he was not healthy. Now. If you had planned before the game to play a guy, and let's say during warm-ups he broke his leg, you might have to do what, Jay? Scrap the plan? <laughs> yeah. Well, I want to change that plan. Now, yeah. see, I'm telling you, and here's the yeah. thing, and I don't, I don't have any proof. I'm not like some of these, some of these conspiracy nut jobs that, that I read on the internet. 
I'm telling you, man, the internet, Al Gore, if I ever, if I ever, if I ever, ever have occasion to have tea with that guy, I'm going to say, man, thanks a lot. I mean, I'm telling you right now, uh, and I'm sure Oliver Stone somewhere shaking in his boots because with with all the nutty, weird things that people say and just they assume and I mean I mean pretty soon you know you make a movie you make some of these conspiracy movies and people think it's a comedy <laughs> right. it's crazy so anyway <laughs> but but I mean I'm just saying something this is this is not Gus that I've ever seen where. Some of the and some you know the play calling somebody asking me why why we, we it seemed like almost every pass was to the sideline we you know take it and just you know it's just an out and you know you can do that you know a, a time or two no we had no vertical um, passing game you know in other words we didn't throw it downfield hardly any and it and it might have been because uh, Gus got spooked because of the one kind of play down the field. You know, that's when Jeremy, I mentioned he overthrew, um, I forget who it was, Carlos Lewis, who yeah. really bad and it was intercepted. So maybe, you know. But so back to what I had said earlier, Jay, my theory on where this season has gone, really gone bad, gone south. Uh, first of all, when Gus said, hey, we're, we've lost our center, we're playing a new quarterback, we're playing a new running back, uh, we we lost Sammy Coates to the NFL. Nobody knew uh, Duke Williams was going to turn out like that. Uh, so you are, and then Carl Lawson in the first half. I mean, everything that could kind of well, not everything, but a lot that could go wrong went wrong. So, yeah, it's evident. Yeah, uh, you know, there's been a lot of talk about Jeremy Johnson and and why you know, I'm telling you, Jay. When the national meet, everybody that's seen this guy, and he was highly recruited. Oh, yeah. And, and we've said this on a bunch of shows. You know, everybody had him, you know, getting ready for the pose for the Heisman. <laughs> Nobody that I've read anywhere before it started happening said, you know, that Jeremy Johnson's not going to be able to get the job done. But as it turns out, Jay, the, 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 the kind of quarterback that obviously we need to have if you're going to stick with that offense, the offense we ran last year. Yeah. Sean can't, couldn't really run it to that level. And then once he hurt his knee against Arkansas, he was out. Yeah, Jeremy just hasn't – I don't know why uh, Coach Malzahn doesn't just call Jeremy's number. No matter what the read is, just, just run it so many times to keep the defense honest. Now, yeah. And, and just see what you can do. And, and honestly, <laughs> Jeremy on a couple of uh, quarterback draws has actually gained big yardage. He, I think he had a big one against Georgia. But so, but without that quarterback, uh, and then again, Jay, and this uh, to me, this is the problem. I've heard uh, uh, I've heard some talk about the offensive line, uh, yeah. and uh, in fact, uh, I have a cousin that. Keep reminding me uh, the offensive line has not played that well. Well, uh, that's 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 not true. Uh, and you can go back and look at the film. And here's here's where that here's where that dominoes. You can't just look at an offensive line if you don't have a vertical passing game. You don't have and and these guys these linebackers keep creeping up the corners. Everybody keeps coming. I mean, five guys can't block the box. <laughs> But, I mean, if you look at the numbers that Peyton Barber's had and even Javon Robinson had, where do you think that came from? The O-line, Sean Coleman, Alex Kozan, Austin uh, Golston until he got hurt, 
uh, uh, Brandon Smith and Avery Young, those are good quality linemen. I even read a guy today said, hey, I think the offensive line is playing better than it did last year. Now, I don't know that I'd go that far. But the offensive line is the one one piece on that offense that actually has been working. Not every play. I mean, you know, this is not the this is not the Steelers' offensive line from the seventy Super Bowl teams. <laughs> I mean, come on, yeah, I mean, but they're consistent. That's right, and and, 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 they're, and they're pretty good, and they yeah. and they've opened up holes. Mm-hmm. And again, I, I mean, I don't think there's been. I mean, yeah, I mean, Sean had a game where he got sacked. I'm not saying every game's been, but the offensive line's played pretty well. Yeah. So that's my response about the offensive line. Now, you look at the receiving core. Look at the passes we dropped in the Arkansas, and we continue to drop passes now, not yeah. to the level of the ten or whatever eight, whatever it was. Pick your number for Arkansas, yeah. but. We haven't had anybody just come out there and be a dominant receiver. That's true. So that all of a sudden now that puts more pressure on the running game. You know, you don't have a quarterback that can run. I mean, Jay, I mean, you know, ultimately it's Gus and, and Rhett Lashley and, the, and, the, and, and, and Coach Grimes and Coach Craig and Coach – the offensive coach's responsibility. Yeah. But, I mean, nobody knew Duke Williams was not going to be all-world. Nobody, uh, like I say, uh, nobody knew that the quarterback situation was going to be so, so rough. So, um, I mean, Coach Malzahn's going to have to dig down. They're going to have to recruit. They're going to have to figure out some uh, some other things to do. I, I'm 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 all about that. But um, you know, it, I mean, I think Gus can still get it done. And these people on here that, that just clamor for somebody's head every time you you hit a rough patch, and we're in yeah. a rough patch. I mean, there ain't oh, no, well, there's, yeah. there's no way around it's that. Pretty rough. But you know, firing coaches every two or three years. I mean, I want to ask these Auburn people: which Auburn coach ever? I guess you can go back to John Heisman in the late 1800s. <laughs> I mean, he was like 12 and four. You know, if that's <laughs> yeah. enough, a body of work. Who who out there? Send it to me. Tell me who who this coach is that Auburn's going to get. And don't send me, you know, uh, Chip Kelly and, uh, and and Vince Lombardi. We're going to dig Vince back. You know, I mean, I, I mean, I, I, again, I mean, but that's there again, Jay. That's just part of the greater society we're in. You know, you what have you done for me lately? You know, you yep. won an SEC title, yep. but you've been losing here lately, and uh, so you're gone. Well, I, you know, I'm afraid, Jay, that probably Gus is. I mean, the seat is awfully hot. I mean, you know, I think he'll probably need to show some serious improvement next year. Or the, I mean, you know, they will probably come try to come down yeah. there and tar and feather him. But uh, I mean, that's kind of where we find ourselves. So uh, again, the Georgia game, the second half, those were some again some questions even I had. Why no Javon Robinson? Why not just keep trying to pound the ball, play field position? Because you mm-hmm. could tell after the first half it was going to be that type of game. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but the defense had been playing really well, so. Um, you know, but even in that, there were some big plays. We had a play late in the third quarter, Jay, where we stopped them on third down and like one. We were going to throw them for like a three or four yard loss. And Rudy, I think it was Rudy Ford's finger got up in like the the the, the Georgia uh, players' helmets, like the ear hole, and they called face masking. And it might have been. I didn't go back and look at it, but um. That gave him a 15-yard, and that, and that moved it down, and then they actually ended up tying the game right there. Yeah. Uh, another thing, though, Jay, that, that was key in that game that we had not been doing, we had uh, two fumbles 
in the game. We lost two fumbles, and I think that was the first time we'd lost two fumbles in like the last six, seven games. Yeah, it's been combined. a while. It's been a good while. So yeah. we had, and we had three turnovers total. Um, mm. So I mean, obviously that was that was a killer, but. Um, uh, and then, of course, another backbreaker and something I hadn't seen at Auburn. I don't remember the last time we gave up a punt return, but that that's what gave Georgia the lead. We uh, Kevin Phillips, he actually kicked the ball a little longer than uh, a little further than normal, but uh, he act, what they call out kicked his coverage. Uh, there was a breakdown, and, and uh, the Georgia guy went out and took it back to the house for a touchdown. So. Um, Extremely disappointing. We're we're two and eight the last ten games against Georgia, and see that's another thing, Jay. The Georgia game is right behind Bama in in terms of the, you know, what it means to Auburn people, and uh, two and eight, and then see Mark Rick, Georgia's in battle coach is like, I think eleven and four against Auburn. Um, I mean that just doesn't set when a guy that's <laughs> been struggling a lot maybe or what at least what Georgia people would consider struggling. Is eleven and four against you, uh, and then this year, this, this may be the weakest Georgia team that in the last several years. And you're playing them at home, um, and that 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 was a tough one. So that's that's kind of it, Jay. I mean, uh, we could go into all some individual play this and that, but that, that, that's enough about it. It was it was again a game that was probably very winnable. Defense mm-hmm. played again. I, if you told me we were going to give up less than 300 yards to Bama in a couple of weeks, I'd probably take it right now. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. that's just low in today's, you know, today's offensive world of football. But so um, again, uh, just briefly on, we got Idaho this week. We have to beat them to be bowl eligible. Uh, I think they're talking about us going to the Birmingham Bowl. Jay, we'll uh, we'll talk about that later when I have more strength. <laughs> Okay. But um, but and again, I I think the only way to you know probably lose to Idaho is if we just I mean if we just purposely decided to lose to them. Hmm. I mean we should be that much better than them, and uh, so we'll see. But um, and then that'll set the next stage next week for getting ready for 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 Alabama. So. Uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, quickly going to talk about around the SECJ uh, last week. Uh, Florida beat South Carolina at South Carolina. Uh, Tennessee ho-hum their way over North Texas, 24 to nothing. Um, the, uh, how about the upstart? Break them up, Jay. Vanderbilt Commodores have now got the same number of SEC wins as we do. Oh, oh, they beat Kentucky. I could have gone a long time without knowing that. Well, here's the thing, too. Mark Stoops, head coach at Kentucky. I mean, if there's a hotter seat than Gus, <laughs> that, that'd be it. Yeah, I mean, if you lose to Vanderbilt, you automatically. I mean, <sighs> Missouri came back beat uh, in Kansas City, beat BYU. Jay, yeah, there um, you go. Uh, their coach Gary Pinkle announced his retirement at the end of the season. So. That might actually give them a little bit of a incentive, you know, these their last few games. Mm, okay. Um, Texas A&M waxed Western Carolina. Uh, the other the other two really big games, uh, Arkansas, Jay, went to Baton Rouge uh, at night and uh, handed it to the uh, Bayou Bengals. 
31-14, it was – and it was every bit that much of a whipping. Arkansas was just – in fact, Arkansas, I think, tied for second in the West, and they're, they're, they're playing really well. Uh, and then, of course, Bama, in what many thought – and I think I even thought it would be a closer game, uh, 31-6, I believe it was, over, over the um, – the Stark Vegas uh, Bulldogs, uh, you know, Bama's just, uh, I tell you, Jay, they, they are really defensively pretty tough. Yeah. And in their offense, I mean, Derrick Henry's is, uh, he's heading, he's getting to the head of the Heisman, uh, the, the Heisman Trophy, you know, uh, hunt. So, so that was last week in the SEC. This right, week. Coming up. We've got Florida beating Florida Atlantic. Uh, it's that's one of the weak <laughs> sisters to the south. Okay, of uh, yep. Gainesville. There, uh, Georgia's got Georgia Southern. Georgia Southern's a lot better than you think, Jay. Uh, Georgia will beat Georgia Southern, but I think that game will be a lot closer than maybe people think. We'll see. Okay. We'll see. Um, Kentucky, they're limping in. I mean, they got Charlotte. Um, I know Charlotte. She, I, you know, she used to be pretty tough on on the playground, <laughs> but oh. No, maybe that's the university. Anyway, Kentucky, they play Charlotte University. That's not, not a person there. Um, South Carolina's got the Citadel. By the way, it is the Citadel. South Carolina, they'll, they'll, they'll beat the Citadel. All right. Um, Bama will just absolutely – I mean, they play – they played Charleston, Charleston Southern. Jay, I'm not sure. I'm sorry, I don't even know who that is. I think it's. A, I think that's. A, I think that's a misprint. That's a railroad. Yeah. Charleston. The, the the Charleston Southern is a. You know, I think you catch that up around. Well, I think it, it runs from like New Orleans to Charleston. Oh yeah. Okay. Charleston. No, no, that's a, that's a, that Alabama will kill them getting ready for us. Um. So all right. So some of the big games, Jay. You've got. Here's an interesting game to me, Jay. Tennessee travels to Columbia to play Missouri. Now, I'm going to go with the Vols, yeah. but Missouri with Coach Pinkle going out playing at home, watch out that for that for potential upset special there. I, I do like the Vols to win that though. They're okay. uh, they're more talented than Missouri. Um, oh, look here, Texas A&M traveling to Nashville. Ooh. So I mean. What what could possibly happen there? And here's the thing, Jay. Vandy wins their last two. They're bowl eligible. <laughs> Who would have? Well, you know, I mean. Uh, I suppose just, it's not impossible. Well, I mean, let's see. I mean, here, I will say this, Jay, honestly. Vandy's defense, not too bad. Mm-hmm. Vanderbilt's got a pretty – I mean, their head coach is a defensive guy. Their defense is not bad. So, uh, I'm going to go with A&M, but uh, hmm, nothing – I mean, this season nothing will surprise me, I don't think. Yeah. Uh, big game over in Oxford, Mississippi. The Ole Miss Rebel Black Bears, whatever they call, uh, host LSU. LSU is uh, – they're kind of free-falling, Jay. I'm going with the uh, Johnny Rebs in Oxford to beat LSU and, and hand LSU their third straight loss. Oh, wouldn't so, that be So, right. not, you know, it's not all hunky-dory down there in Les Milesville. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Arkansas, Mississippi State, big game for both these programs. Uh, the Pigs are going to put it on the uh, Cowbell Swingers. Okay. Um, I, the games I think is in favor. Arkansas beats Mississippi State Saturday, Jay. Um, I think that's if I haven't overlooked anybody. Uh, if I have, who cares? <laughs> I mean, 
We, I, I, mean, I, I don't, I don't, I think our listenership's down, Jay. We, we need folks. If you're yeah. out there, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this for Jay this week because I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I've taken over. <laughs> That's what I've done, Jay. Yeah. They sign up, and I'm not gonna tell you, or I will come to your house. Sign up on that right there, Little at AU subscribe fans. thingy. Yeah, because I mean, honestly, my boss. Mr. Maxwell is 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 he's, he's tough, Jay. He's breathing down my get more listenership. He's thinking about pulling, cut gonna, you off. He's gonna, he was yeah. gonna, he's gonna get new talent in here. Yeah, he, and I mean, I think we've already tried Vic Harry. Vic, are you out there? Are you li- <laughs> Vic, Vic, are you there? I mean, we're. I mean, Vic couldn't handle it. He couldn't stay with me. So we need uh, some wins, Jay. Yeah. Um, well, we've only got two weeks. <laughs> two. Yeah, two well, games I, for some wins. Well, I know. We, well, we got we got to win this week, and then we'll talk about uh, <clears throat> hosting um, the Crimson Tide and oh, next week. Yeah, tune in next week, folks, because I mean we're going to really. I mean, I'm going to I'm going to dust off. I mean, the crystal ball is coming out, Jay. Mm-hmm. I'm bringing it back out of uh, okay, and, and I'm going to re- I'm going to tell you exactly. What's going to happen in the Iron Bowl? Okay, I'll, I'll make sure the thing is all polished up, and so you can see very clearly into that crystal ball. Thanks. Here, <laughs> but I'm telling you, Jay. Tell, here's what I'm trying to tell the listeners. Listeners, get some people that come. I, I tell you what, have an AU fans party next week. Okay. Bring yeah. some people. Yeah. I mean, oh, that's come a great on. idea. Buy some chips. I mean, yeah. Is that, I mean, is that what is that? Is that asking too much? No, it's not asking too much. I mean, some dip. Bring, bring the good stuff. Dip <laughs> and have a party <laughs> because I'm going to tell you exactly what's going to happen in Iron Bowl. Now, I mean, come on, that's got to be worth something. Yeah, that uh, I'm anxious. I'm anxious to hear it. I'm, I'm ready. To, well, and, and I mean, you're okay. and you're and yeah. you're co- you're going to. I mean, you're a co-host. Yeah. So well, I can't wait. I mean, but okay. so be here. Next, get to start the party. Send us send us some emails after you sign up mm-hmm. and tell us you know like who all you're inviting to your party. Yeah, do that. And uh, right. and if if you get it to us early enough, we might even like mention you on air. Oh, and that's it. That's it for me, Jay. Uh, we do have the Starrett score. Uh, I have not. I mean, the 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 C We didn't even talk about the C fifty. The C fifty has that, anything changed? Well, I mean, well, you know, not, is I Alabama at, still up there? I didn't look at the poll tonight. I didn't either. Well, all right. all right, let's check it out. Okay. All right, so I have a top ten here for the college football playoff selection committee, otherwise known as C fifty. C fifty, and I so I, and Stan over here, he's got the Starrett score. I've got Starrett score. So what we ought to do here is like a. Like a dueling top ten. How's dueling that? top ten. I'm with you, Jay. Okay. All right. All right. So, so you, you started uh, the, off, man. For what the CFPC, number ten, they have Baylor. Number ten, Baylor. I am going with the Starrett score. Number ten, Florida. Okay. Number nine, Michigan State. Number nine, Houston. Number eight, Florida. Number eight, North Carolina. Number seven, CFPC, Oklahoma. Starrett score, seven, Baylor. Number six, Oklahoma State. Number six, Notre Dame. Number five, Iowa. Ohio State University. Number four. Well, this oh, these, is, this these, is, we're getting into the really heated ones here. Number four, four? on uh, college football playoff, CFIPSI thingy, Notre Dame. So if the season ended today, Jay, you're saying these would be the teams vying. <laughs> so that's is exactly that the, right. For the exactly national right. title. All right, number four, Starrett score. 
the midshipman of Navy. What? That's right. Navy. 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 And I'll just tell you this day. Okay. Navy's lost one game close to Notre Dame, and Notre Dame has beat everybody else double mm. double digits or something mm. like that. Right. Navy, four. All right. All right. Number three on the College Football Playoff Selection Committee, Ohio State. Number three, Sooner Boomer, Oklahoma. All right. And number two, number two for the last, I don't know, Forever. ten weeks, Alabama. The Crimson Tide of Alabama, number two in the Starrett score as well. Number one, Clemson. And Clemson here, number one as well. So hmm. before you people start getting all, you know, anti-military on me, you know, I mean. Yeah, check out that Starrett score thing. I think it, it's very valid. It is. And, and and read about how he came up with it. And I'll tell you what, if you can figure out this formula and how it all, then you may be in line for what? Like a... Um, <laughs> I don't know, a T-shirt from AUFans.com yeah, or something. Well, Ryan does, uh, he he describes a lot of it online at AUFans.com. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Ryan. So we got a tab there, right there on the front page, the Stare at Score tab. Go check that out. We're trying to keep it up every week. All right. So, check it out. All right, Jay, so that's, that's pretty much it. Let's beat, let's beat the, I think it's the Vandals. Idaho. And then, um, and then we'll get ready for the. The, the the really big the really big game of the season. Oh yes, uh, next week. So we that's don't even it. have to mention what it is. You just know. Yeah. All right. War Eagle Stan. War Eagle Jay. Uh, we will see everybody next week. Get those lists in. Let's get that party going. You've been listening to Talking Tigers Football with Stan and Jay, with your hosts Stan Stevens and Jay Webb. This has been a production of AUFans.com in association with Webb and Stevens Unlimited Media. Thank you for listening and War Eagle!